Even though it's only a theory, and I hardly qualify as an expert in the field, I would like to raise the subject of a discussion I once saw published in an academic journal. This theory is known as the Superior Evolutionary Element Destined Factor, and to further explore it, I would like to conduct a continuous, thorough, and precise research analysis of Kira Yamato, if possible. Delete the previous entry. Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast, where we only record like once every five weeks, so I never remember how to do the intro. And I don't do the jokes, I do it entirely straight. I've already messed up. My name is Jeremy. Hi, I'm Tyler. My name is Zach. (laughs) (laughs) With with a capital (laughs) C-H. Exactly. My entire name must be, my entire name is capitalized. You want to take that again? Because the recording is not going to like the way you said that. My name is Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you did it on purpose that time. I did not. I did not, again? I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. One more time. Third time's the charm. My name is Zach? Question mark? Better. Got it. And back again, I'm Kevin. Hey, Kevin's back for his second guest appearance. Yeah, I think he's been here more than twice. No, he's only been on the Gundam one once before. I think it might have been. I think it might have been twice. Well, the reason the why time. I think he's been on here more than once is because like he's I, been on last time like five or oh, six times. Oh, you mean times. executive? Yeah. But Man. I think I think I did do. Uh, it was like one of the first times I was on a like one Gundam episode and then another Gundam episode. Maybe I'm pretty sure this is only your second appearance. It's possible. You know, I would know better if I had had a chance to make show notes for any of these yet. <laughs> I would know if three. I had been able to see these. We're probably just going to record the entire series and release it as like a backlog no, item. I, I'm actually <laughs> kind of motivated because Gundam Seed is on YouTube again. Yeah, that's actually how I watched this episode um, because I didn't. My laptop was in the recording case from like two weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, that's effort. So I watched it on YouTube. Yeah, same with me, because uh, the only other option was, like, I had to get a Hulu Plus account, and that's not yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah, Gundam Seed on YouTube, like it's always been. Yes. <laughs> there was never a period of time where it wasn't, listeners. Yeah, ignore the... Uh, Copyright strikes are episodes. not a thing. No, it's uh, on there from the creators. I know. They just alternate between Seed and Destiny. So, Kevin is right. Copyright strikes are not a thing. True. That's definitely not a huge problem on YouTube right now. I really <laughs> wish they had G Gundam because G Gundam is amazing. It's amazing. Like I feel like the memes it generated are better than the show itself. Oh, the show itself is actually terrible, but it's one of those shows that's just bad enough to hit greatness by being terrible. Like Gurren Logan. Yeah, we we're just having this conversation. No, Gurren Logan is just great. <laughs> just the best. <laughs> they, they throw th- they throw galaxies at one another. Shuriken, and it's amazing. Galaxy Shuriken. End I'm of discussion. S- I'm sad he's not in Super Robot Wars V. Oh, that would be what, fantastic. Domone? He was in Z. No, the Garen Logan. Oh, uh, Simone? Yeah. No, Garen Logan is the name of the mech. Yeah, but like... Wait, Simone, oh, Simone would be talking the about the pilot or the mech? Both. Neither of them are in there. Okay. But you do get the Mazinger Zero, which has Big Bang Cut Punch, which is has Koji saying, in the name of Zeus, I will split every one of your atoms. What? That doesn't even make... I mean, it's awesome, but it doesn't yes, make exactly. any sense. Well, that would be so many nuclear explosions. That is true. Yeah, that would actually be kind of a problem. That would be a very big bang. I mean, really, you'd only like you'd only feel the one, right? <laughs> that is true. Like, I feel like splitting the one kind of forces the other ones to split. Isn't that how nuclear explosions work? Yeah, it is a chain reaction. That's That's true. 
I guess they didn't really think that one through. I feel like you're putting a lot more effort into oh. splitting multiple atoms. All CC's like 16 oh, and wow. inherited his giant robot from his grandpa. And he, makes Shinji not a pussy. So then he's older than, uh, what's her name, Yoko from Gurren Lagann, who's like 15? What? Yeah. I thought Yoko was supposed to be like 14. Yeah, she might be 14. Shinji's yeah, she's like 13. He's the young kid. She's super young and has boobs bigger than my head. <laughs> As you do. You know, Japan. it's all those hormones they're putting in the food these days. Welcome to Japan. All right, so we are watching episode 27 of Gundam Seed this week, or 25 if you're using the YouTube numbering, which is called Endless Rondo. Rondo doesn't, of doesn't without the end. skip over 26 in the numbering for it? goes 25, 27? Yes. Okay, so yeah, you, you didn't skip over an episode. It just it doesn't exist. Well, that's because the... Uh, there was like a the actual clip episode in the original yeah. release. Yeah, yeah, episode, was, what is that? Oh, I had its name. What I was is it? Trying it's to like memories or something like that to any like any viewers, listeners. Oh, but YouTube just uses the old numbering. Moment, Here, moment, moment, moment. moment was what it was called. I was close. Memories. So the last clip episode we watched that was the last one you were on right after the. No, it was not the one right after no. the last clip episode. It was one after that. Yeah. Um. So the last clip episode actually had like some real interesting world building in it that they had to kind of shove into the HD episode after it, which made it run long. There is nothing of interest in this clip episode. No. It is one of the worst I've ever seen. The ones that the one that we skipped. Yeah, moment. It's got so much purple prose talking about destiny and intertwinedness, and it's also not chronological, which is super confusing. Super, yeah. And, and also, it, oh, doesn't really tell you much about what's going on? Nope. I don't feel like it's a good catch-up episode? Yeah, so having not watched anything except, like, episode 9 or 10, whichever one I was on, basically, um, I was like, oh, I'll watch this clip episode. I I have no clue what, what happened. Yeah, I feel like this one did a much better job explaining what's happened in the series so far. Sort of? I Much better. Yes. <laughs> not necessarily good, but better. So Endless Rondo is also kind of a clip episode? Not as not a total clip episode or we'd be skipping it. There are some pretty important plot developments, but there are a lot of clips. Mostly clips. I feel like the first 18 minutes is clips, and then there's like two minutes of plot at the end. It's like two clip. minutes of plot, 16 minutes of clips, two minutes of plot. Yay. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the whole, like, Team Crusade walking into Orb. Oh, man, I forgot about Nickel's sweet backwards baseball cap. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> He's balling, yo. Ugh. So, Kevin, didn't you watch the first 13 episodes the first time you were on? I think, yeah. So I watched the first episodes until whatever episode I was on, and then I haven't watched anything except this clip episode and the moment. Actually, so maybe you normally ask me to summarize the series so far. So based on what you have seen, summarize the series for us so far, Kevin. I'm so lost. <laughs> I knew what was happening, and I'm like, and now we're we're on another planet, and, and I don't I don't know what's going on. We're not on another planet. We're on a planet. Okay. We're on Called the Earth. planet. See, like I said, another planet. Maybe we should tell Kevin all about Gundam Seed. So, Kira Yamato is a coordinator. They're yes. like Captain America's. Space America's. Again, I do remember this. Yeah, but but the audience, okay. maybe they're starting with this episode. Don't. Go back to the first one. <laughs> yeah, don't start here, for the love of God. But if they are, it's just the halfway point. We get a sweet new opening scene that we're about to see. I do like the opening splash on this one. We don't get the bounce anymore. No. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it made me. <laughs> I'm so not looking forward to the next opening. I really like it, but th there is a worse bounce. <laughs> so anyway, Kira Yabuto, he, he's Captain America. Most yep. of the Captain Americas live in space colonies in the nation of Zaft. 
which got nuclear bombed, so they declared war, war on Earth, and made giant robots called mobile suits to war on them with. And they were real good. Zaft mac and cheese. Yep. So, so the Earth forces made some robots of their own on a neutral colony where Kira lived, and then it exploded. So now Kira is stuck on the Archangel, the Earth Force's super experimental battleship, fighting his best friend Atherin, who is a Zaft soldier. They both got cool Gundams. I do think it's weird that the Earth soldiers, or the Earth scientists, built the better Gundams, but didn't know how to make them fly, basically. Yeah, the difference between prototype experimental equipment and actual stuff you yeah, can afford. They have better hardware produce. engineers and no software engineers. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I feel like software is easier to do. No, you need to be an operating system wizard like Kiriyamato. That's his class. His race is Captain America. His class is operating <laughs> system wizard. So he and the Archangel uh, landed on Earth. He started having sex with his best friend's girlfriend yeah that wasn't in the clip episode <laughs> no it wasn't it's kind of important yeah that's that's again i don't i didn't know that you know if we run these all the time we're gonna sit here for like two hours as jeremy summarizes the entire series at the end of these i know you don't like this joke zach but this joke is one of my favorite parts of the podcast <laughs> i'm the one who has to put up with me so they landed on earth uh okay. sexy rambo Rawl was there okay he, he's the best he likes coffee he has a sidekick named DaCosta. he has great mud chops also, his wife is cool, I guess. Doesn't he drive, like, a dog or something like that? Yeah, yes. yeah basically. Okay. He drives a dog in the desert. A desert dog, <laughs> if you will. A desert dog that holds a sword in its mouth, right? Yes. Uh, Which seems like a dumb way to wield a sword. Like that if one you're a guy dog, from one how piece. else are you going to do it? Well, I mean, he could, like, wield it more like a lance and not, like, sticking out the side. Which it seems really easy to block because you just, you know, put your hand on his face. I thought it looked like a mustache. So <laughs> it does kind of look like a mustache. I think it's for like strafing battleships or something. I mean, yeah, I could see that, but it doesn't seem good for fighting like other mobile suits. Also, yeah. he found a sand crawler. Uh, the Jawas who had it were not very happy. Because it's not very good, Kira beat him. Also, he met up with Kigali, the blind chick he met before his colony exploded. Turns out she's secretly the princess of Space Japan. Which I called. Orb, and I still a girl. That. And a girl. Uh, yes. She that, and Atherin got marooned on an island so that they could have some fun shipping times. Yep, I remember that. From a clip. <laughs> From a clip. And then the Archangel got chased into Space Japan, which was which is neutral, but was working with the Earth Alliance to build cool robots and battleships. You couldn't hear the air quotes around neutral because this is an audio podcast. Yeah, it turns out they are also just regular people and not Space Captain Americas. So no, they're, they're both. Oh, As we are. find out this episode, they are mixed. Oh. They, like, accept Captain America's, whereas most of the Earth I doesn't. I mean, for instance, Kira is technically an orb citizen. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It also makes their military better than the Earth Alliance's. But worse they... than Zaf's. So they accepted the Archangel and agreed to repair it in exchange for having Kira Yamato help them with his operating system wizardry. Which, real, like, really, you're going to hire a 15-year-old for that? I feel like there are maybe some professional software engineers on Earth somewhere. I think he's 16. Yeah, but they're only 13. <laughs> also, he, he wrote an operating system in the desert under fire. With one hand. <laughs> well, he also, well, he, didn't re he didn't write the operating system, and he wrote the initial operating system under fire in space. Yeah, well, he, on a, on a colony. he retuned the operating system in the desert under yeah, fire. Yeah, that is true. With he one only, hand. Yeah, he, he only retuned it. The, the problem is, really, that he's making these all kernel-level patches, and any real software engineer can tell you, you should just write an app for that. It just <laughs> You don't rewrite the entire operating system. See, he's just that good that he just rewrites it when he needs to. 
That's why no one else can use it, as Moo pointed out. Have you seen what that kid did uh, to the so, operating system? So he's a cowboy coder. Okay, I gotcha. He doesn't yeah. document any of his code. Yeah, he's doing it on purpose so that no one else can copy him. <laughs> do, you, do you think he has time to document while under fire? Plus, <laughs> plus it's also job security, you know. <laughs> I get to maintain being an operating wizard. If I uh, if I never write down, you know, what, what any of this what, is, yeah, what I'm doing. Why is there an endless while loop here to catch the unwary? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I need to document this. Can you guys please stop shooting at me for like five minutes as I do that? Oh, I think I'd made a mistake. Hang on, you need to wait for an hour and a half while I wait for this thing to compile. <laughs> I think that's everything. Is there anything important I forgot? Um, Mulaflaga, he's the best. I mean, who is great? Blackest Klein, she is also the best. Neither of them are really in this episode. Nope. Nope. There's also Crusay. He's kind of an ass. Who I am beginning to suspect is just like alternate reality Mula Flaga at this point. Yeah, would make sense with their shared connection and how the camera keeps teasing us with his mask off, but his face just out of camera. And they're both blonde and have similarly pointy chins. <laughs> I think that's probably where the similarities end because Crusay is an asshole. It's an anime series. Most people have pointy chins. That's true. Unless they're Rambo. Who is Kigali's bodyguard? <laughs> so it sounds like Mulaflaga is the head, and then Crusade is the asshole. I don't <laughs> even know how to respond to that properly. But. I actually really like the crickets in the background that you can't hear, and that was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was pretty great, Kevin. Can we trade you for Tyler? I like Tyler's reactions to things. <laughs> oh, thanks. But Kevin hasn't seen Gundam Seed either. I have not. He doesn't even know about Neo Roanoke, nope. which Tyler spoiled for himself. Uh, On Neo fucking Roanoke. He's the worst. That's actually his official name. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's what it says in the credits. It's actually Neo M fucking Roanoke. <laughs> He's not in Super Robot Wars V, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, thank God. I'd just bring him with me on every mission specifically to get him killed. He could hang out with Full Frontal. Yeah, but see, Full Frontal's actually kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, Full Frontal is cool, and also Char has a better mask. He's he got a, a better mobile suit. He's got a hot rod. He's got, like, what if Char had a hot rod mobile suit? And <laughs> that's the Sinanju. It's pretty good. Why is he called Full Frontal? Do the Japanese know the meaning of that? As in assault. Oh! But it is still stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, we're we talking about Megas XLR now? No, no, we're talking about Gundam Unicorn. Okay. We're still almost on topic. That's also on YouTube. I I do I would like that show to come back. I mean, uh, Samurai Jack came back. There are so legal reasons it can't. I know. I think we, what we linked to in the podcast, our other podcast. All right. So I think that is about all we have to do before we start the episode. Find our website with all our previous episodes that we told you to listen to before this one at www.lasttimeonvideogames.com. Slash Gundam, probably. Yeah, but they can find the Gundam thing. It's going to be on top. That is true. It's like right there. It's on the right. Lacus is talking into a microphone. It's great. Yeah, just click on the Lacus. <laughs> Let, let's go ahead and begin. Like I said, episode 27 or 25, depending on where you're watching. Either way, there's a lot of rondoing. I don't even know what type of dance a rondo is. Neither do I. We opened with uh, Orb. We just see a uh, military Fleet. base. And it's the same shot we ended on last episode, skipping the clip episode, of the Zola team. Getting onto orb after scuba diving, and the guy being like, "Okay, here's your fake IDs. Uh, we can only get you this far in before they'll realize something's not right. So be careful. Also, we don't want to wake the sleeping giant. America metaphors. Um, <laughs> it is super foggy. It is very foggy. Well, it's perfect for a stealth mission. 
I also like I mean, that Atherin's the lucky. only one not wearing a baseball cap for no reason. It's like, reason. guys, you look so suspicious with your baseball <laughs> hats over your faces. Just don't wear them. It'll be fine. See, Ellie's nickel wearing his backwards is obviously not trying to hide anything. Yeah, their faces are clear. The guys who are kind of jerks are not. We then get a flashback to Atherin thinking about Kigali. All set to some like really awkward like eighties smooth jazz. It's which like is kind great. of infiltration music. And then the uh the team walks off and we get our new opening sequence. Yay. I actually really like it. I actually really like it too. The song I can take or leave. There are times I like it, but it has a real like dance thump 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 to it. And if I hear it, that's all I can hear in the song. If I don't notice it, I like it though. So we don't longer get our uh, little you know, boob bounce. <laughs> that I hopefully have edited out our reaction to every episode. But <laughs> Tyler's snickering because we're 10. I really like this opening. I think it comes like 10 episodes too soon because I saw all the opening sequences on YouTube two years after I watched Gundam Seed because I watched it on Cartoon Network okay. without openings. And it tells the story of the series pretty well when you watch it like this. But this one comes pretty early. It's got a bunch of mobile suits we're not going to see for about 11 episodes. That's huh. not the strike. No, it's not. Also that. So the uh, the uh, opening sequence starts with a new mobile suit launching from the deck of the Archangel that points its gun at the uh, Watcher for daring to see its new form as it is in shadow. Uh, <laughs> Yaha! Over- you found me! You're right. This is way too freaking early. That tends to happen with a lot of anime. Well, they're, tra- they're trying to foreshadow stuff. Um, and I think if I was watching it with this, I wouldn't have noticed or cared as much. But thinking that it came later, it sums so, what feels like really early. So this is a literal foreshadow? Yes. Yeah. I, okay, I'm going to be honest. I did not realize that this was not the strike. Fair enough. I mean, they look very similar. They definitely do when it's in silhouette. It's, they do a pretty good job of kind of hiding it. But I just recognize it because I've seen that recently. I know what that mobile suit is, and I recognize the silhouette. So then we get sequences of Atherin and Kira walking away from mobile suits, individual ones. Like, they could be next to each other if the backgrounds weren't clearly different. I actually really like the way they went about it. I mean, Kira's side of things, his mobile suit is kind of not out in the middle of nowhere, but it's in what looks like used to be a battlefield, and it's not in an actual like active military installation or anything like that, whereas Atherin's is stationed at what is yeah, very obviously, obviously a base. A base. Yeah, also, you can see Nickel with his backwards baseball cap in the background. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's Nickel. <laughs> Anyone with a backwards baseball cap is no Nickel. Yep. There's actually a lot of good stuff done with staging in this opening that I'll try to op- talk about. Kigali looking pissed. Yeah. So then we get... A, she does. We get a similar scene to one we've had in previous ones with Kigali with a gun and Kira in front of her with some nice cherry blossoms in front. But then she does this like spin move and is in a dress and it's Atherin instead. And she's like, oh, hi, Atherin. <laughs> There's a quick shot of Natara walking away from uh, Mu and Maru. I feel and like that is super foreshadowing because she has had a lot of conflict with Maru. Yes, so. which then cuts to one of Flay like, chasing Kira from like the opposite direction. I actually did not know Ki- or notice Kira's other friends in the background. Like, yeah, they're like fading away, and it looks make it, makes it seem very much like distance is starting to open up between everybody. And Kira's all blue. Yeah, and I, I, again, Dabudi, Flay's Dabudi. the only one in actual color. Lots of cool staging in this opening, like I said. Uh, still with some cherry blossoms. Cuts to Kira just looking depressed. Clearly, Atherin gave me birdie hair rock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it's got? Atherin gave me birdie hair rock. That's, yeah, you, you can't see the rock. Just well, the trees. No, this but, is obviously where he keeps having flashbacks to the most romantic moment of his life. Yeah. And but instead of Atherin uh, to cheer him up, like we have a hand come by and like guess who him. And it's Lacus, and it's real cute, and there are Haros. 
And there are horrows. So many horrows. It's really cute, except for the (laughs) horrows. Then we get uh, shots of three new mobile suits uh, with three new dudes, which aren't going to show up for a while. I just assumed that last one was Emo Nickel. <laughs> yes, Emo Nickel. He, he using the time skip. His hair gets longer. No, e- he just found some hair gel. <laughs> well, this is clearly after one of his piano recitals went bad. He decided to take off the backwards baseball cap, which he wears with all of his piano recitals, and uh, start, start listening to more My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I mean, he wears it all the time. Like It's his, it's his calling card. Then we get shots we've seen before of Kira and Lacus in front of a mobile suit, and one of uh, Atherton and Kigali, but instead of pointing guns at each other, they're back-to-back. Which is the opposite of what has happened, oh my. And then we get the same Buster and Duel shots we've had before, and then just some action-y shots. Yeah, Nataro yelling dramatically. <laughs> About as generic headset. as it gets. <laughs> some, uh, we didn't have t- uh, money to animate something here. Let's grab some clips from the show and go through them so quickly no one notices. Space lasers! <laughs> Uh, then we get the Buster and the dual shooting things. I feel like Kira's looking away again. I feel like we've got also got that exact same shot with the supporting cast appearing behind Kira. It's a slightly different version of the supporting cast, but yes. This is the one scene they changed for the HD edition. We now have the perfect strike fighting against Rally Crusade in... I think that's a Saigu. It might be a... I think it's the same shooting. one he had before. I would have to watch the scene again to set, tell for sure. And then there's a nice picture of Lacus in front of... That's behind Kira and Ather not looking at each other. Being main characters. And then we get some more action shots of all the new mobile suits from this opening And sequence. then we see, I assume that, I don't even know what the new mobile suit is, firing goddamn rainbow lasers, I guess. That's is that the Kill the Grunts button? No. Oh. No. That's, was it? that's not even half of the Kill the Grunts button. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a group of people firing rainbow no, lasers. If, nope. If you go back just a second, there's definitely people in the background. But you notice the rainbow of lasers is all coming off of one mobile suit. And to, yes, that is the kill the grunts button. Ah, I see that. Yeah, so he, ha- he has red and two yellows and a green. And there's like another one up there, which I assume is also a red. So he's got like two hip ro- things, two shoulder things, in addition to the buster well, that he has Jeremy in his Jeremy pointed out before, the yellow ones are actually rail guns. They're so. not lasers. Those are shells. Oh, yeah. that's Yellow right. means shells. So what does red mean? Uh, extra big laser. The uh, <laughs> the launcher strikes gun Oh yeah, fires out red. The standard beams are green, though. Where did you come by this information? Uh, I think I want to say Gundam Wiki. Okay, like I I would never have noticed that otherwise, but it seems so obvious now. Well, I mean it's consistent, but I didn't notice it. But after it was pointed out to me, yes, it's all true. He found it out by nerds. <laughs> also, I've built more than one model of this mobile suit with its rainbow lasers. So yeah, it's a very action-packed opening. I like the song more than the second song, not as much as the first one. No, the first one's badass. I just... I actually like the end point where you get a good shot of both of the new mobile suits that haven't made an appearance yeah. in the series yet. <laughs> With, With Birdie flying between them. And Kira and Atherin in front of them. I really like this opening sequence. It might be my favorite sequence-wise. The fourth one really grew on me when I played Super Robot Wars J, because that theme plays whenever the seed mobile suits attack. That is a big effing hole. When the episode restarts, it's on the Archangel, which is full of big holes. Because I was looking it, at the one on the front leg. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's the one on, like, the center stock. Right and, underneath the bridge. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, they're lucky they didn't lose the bridge there. Atherton and Friends, it's a pretty good number on it. That's a few months in dry dock right there. Yeah. The orb workers have already started working on it, and Natara looks on disapprovingly. I think that's her default. Yes, it is. The question is, what does Natara approve of? Military tactics. <laughs> the book. <laughs> a Baru comes in. She's like, hey, what's going on? Tell, let's remind the viewers everything. It's been two weeks since there was an episode. 
and Carl's like, yeah, Kira went to uh, go mechanic stuff to OS Wizard. And then he he kind of glares at her, and Maru's like, what? She's like, oh, nothing, nothing. I was just thinking we should, like, fix the computers or something. I don't know. Yeah, what is she angry about, though? Is she, like, Presumably thinking... sharing military-grade secrets with the people who built the military secrets she's all pissed off about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she doesn't want to, like, they were talking about last episode, she does not want to collaborate with Orb. I, but Orb built literally all their equipment. I don't, why not? But now they're going to get sh- uh, shiny combat data. <laughs> From the strike, and also they have uh, their only competent pilot, who's not Mula Flaga. That is true. And Mula can't pilot a mobile suit because he doesn't. Kira took America their right only enough. mobile suit. That too. Also, that it's probably fine. Also, where did they get that excellent shot of like Kira standing there forlornly with Birdie on his shoulder in front of the strike? Slay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Kira, I have an excellent idea. Let me take some art shots of you. All right, now pout for the camera. Probably Kisaka. Who is Rambo. That is true. Or they could have just taken it, since he did bring the strike here. And he does mope around yeah, and, a lot. <laughs> I mean, it, it, could be, it could be in the orb hangar, so. So then we cut to uh, some new lady who's uh, talking about the strike and how it's uh, even cooler than they thought it was going to be before they built it. And this is Erica Simmons, who is our new character. She's not that important. She is an orb scientist. She has a child. Yes. And you immediately get a phone call from her. And I feel like it's really unnecessary to, like, both have the picture and also the phone call because they tell you the exact same information. Maybe they just wanted to show a picture to prove that the child is real? I don't know. That the child is still alive. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of times you can have that this person has a picture of their child on their desk, but their child is dead. But having the child actually call and talk to them, it makes it obvious that said child is not dead. It also makes her feel like a mom. Like, it's one of the first things we see her do. That so is it's true. trying to establish her, that is a, an important person to her, not just a photo she has on her computer, not even in a frame. Yeah, and it's also, it's not like the driving force of why she's doing this, like, to avenge my family, you know. This is my job. still here, yeah. Uh, she is recording an audio log with lots of techno babble we really don't need. And she's basically just like, uh, the strike is pretty cool, but its pilot is uh, like some sort of wizard, <laughs> which makes it way cooler. We should give him better wizard tech. So, am I the only one who noticed Kira wears a choker all the time? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I don't understand the fashion in this show. I've brought it up more than once. So now we get some cool clip episode. And by cool clip episode, I mean... Man, that sure is a clip episode. Yeah. We get Erica doing some world building over it, but there's also just a lot of clip. And it's not a great job, like Kevin said, of catching you up to where the series is. We see some important moments, but... I mean, you know, I, I get a bit of what's going on, but not not much. Action. Fighting. Cut. Yeah, I mean, this shows you that Kira's so good, he could reprogram cut. an operating system. Cut. I'm just watching the cuts for the action sequence. Look, you can tell Kira's thinking really hard because his eyes are scanning back and forth, and also... We get the best bit of techno babble again, so I guess we can thank the clip episode for that. This is Unix. I know this. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't know this UI. We're screwed. Sorry. That's all there is? Why did you only give this an assault knife? <laughs> I mean, seriously, that is a pretty dumb idea. We've learned over the last couple episodes, it is a magic knife. Yeah, that is it true. Is a, it is a uh, last-ditch knife plus five. Yeah. Anything it, is, anything it stabs explodes. You have to be in a uh, encounter rating at least two levels higher than is appropriate for you. And all of your other weapons have to be out of ammo or otherwise unavailable to you. It's like last resort for Eevee. Yeah. Yep. 
There's some firefighting. Go back in time for some reason. There is at least the establishment that if naturals went to match coordinators in combat, they need better operating systems than coordinators would have. I feel like the operating system again is really not the problem here. I like the, just software. In fact, if it's also software assisted anyway, why don't they just automate these things? I think the the coordinator one is not software assisted at all. Oh well, as I think the idea. Just imagine how much better they do if it was. <laughs> I think it's only like somewhat software assisted, like you know. Like, I, I'm still controlling the thing. Like, it doesn't have the AI, but I need the software to be like, all right, when I put my foot down, I don't want my mech to fall over. I mean, I want my mech to fall over every time I try to take a step. The enemy will never expect it. <laughs> so you want to take a lot want, of pilot damage that way. You want the Bumble Gundam. I, I feel like that's something that would show up in G Gundam. Actually, the Bumble <laughs> Gundam. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would have stinger missiles. <laughs> Most humans, when they're walking around, you're actually kind of leaning forward and basically in a state of constantly falling forward and just catching yourself because then you're letting gravity do a bunch of the work of walking. Yep. Very similarly. I assume you guys have seen the, uh, oh, what do they call it? The method robot that they're building in South Korea, which is a really cool sci fi looking bipedal robot. It cannot walk on its own. It's completely in computer assisted. And they're like, yeah, it'll be ready for military application by the end of 2017. Everyone's like, I, you, you still have to have it tethered in order for it to, like, stand. Um, are you sure, guys? Do you want to, like, maybe. Yeah, military applications. Yeah. It's going to, uh, it's going to, you know, replace the one-man bomb squad. It's a very expensive wall. <laughs> so we get a little more world building. Here's where Erica Simmons says that coordinators have contributed greatly to the military prowess of Orb, which is why they are basically able to maintain their neutrality because people cannot come at them with guns because they have bigger ones. And then she's just talking about, hey, mobile suits are awesome. They're, they're superior in space. They're superior in water, apparently. They're superior on land, apparently, even though the fact that so they had to make special modifications. They, they move faster and are more heavily armored than tanks, somehow. But also have better firepower. Yeah, again, somehow. Why, why can't we just put all that stuff on not a bipedal robot? And that's what mobile armors are, and we'll see them. And the question is, like, why do you go back after you build the Big Zam or the Browbow? Because I, the Big Zam blew up once. So the in space, I kind of get it. The idea is that you can maneuver without fuel because you can just... Like, give yourself a little bit of momentum and you keep yeah. going that way. You can move your limbs to turn. But it doesn't make any sense on ground. Yeah, this is a this is a big problem that I have with a lot of that kind of stuff. It basically becomes rule of cool. They do somehow have more power than a space battleship. So Yeah, so this is the future. So Japan is super hooked on giant robots. So people were like, we're going to make this a giant robot. But, I mean, we can, we can make this tank that's just way better. Nope, giant robot. Sorry. Sorry, giant robots look cooler, and we have the money now. It must look like me. <laughs> it must look like Oh, it has your eyes. I have created glowing red death stare. <laughs> I have created it in my own image. <laughs> so we're at the eye catch already. Yeah, I was surprised um, when I was watching through this by myself how quickly that came up. By the fact that it's basically just clips. It, I guess it at least moves, it at least moves swiftly, I guess. Our story begins in the faraway land of some place on Earth. Hi guys, welcome to the second episode that Kevin is on, which is definitely the most important detail about this. Essentially a second recap in a row episode. On the bright side, we did get a new opening this episode, which is pretty cool. Sorry about the delay on this one, I've been having to fly back and forth from Pittsburgh several times and the cumulative jet lag and then also having to deal with, like, work and stuff, but hey, 
I got it out there. I'm actually recording this in an airport waiting terminal thing as I speak right now. People are looking at me weird for talking this way. That's cool. I don't know that I have any particularly exciting news to announce this week other than, hey, Spicer, thanks for joining the Discord. Also, hey, Ryan, thanks for continuing to comment reliably on, like, basically every single episode we put out. You're a cool guy. As always, you can follow the other stuff we do at lastpodcast.com. We just put out an episode on Wing Commander for last time on video games, and an episode on ReZero on Jumpstart Weekly. If you like us, give us, like, a review on iTunes or Podbean or Google Play. Can you even review people on Google Play? I don't know. But you should try it anyway. Row, row, fight the power. Also, hey, speaking of our Discord, if you're interested in chatting with us, feel free to drop in. It's been a lot more active since people have been joining and stuff, and the anime channel specifically gets, like, pretty much daily use, which is pretty cool. Thanks to all you nerds. I'll let you get back to the episode and the introduction of the most important three characters in the entire series. Any goofs you missed, Tyler? Is this when you realized this was a clip episode? Yeah, this is about when I realized it was a clip episode. She's either really good at typing or a super super inefficient way of typing because she's typing on two different keyboards. So I went and watched a, oh, what is the name of the band? Sorry, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros okay. concert. And they're, first of all, like a 15-man band, which is ridiculous. And second of all, they have one guy on piano, but he has three pianos, and he plays two of them at once all the time, and he just, like, flips back and forth between whichever one he wants sound out of. I don't understand why. It looks I mean, cool. It probably looks cool. Uh, he can probably set it so that it's like, all right, this one sounds like this, this one sounds like this, this one sounds like this. Well, yeah, there are three different types of physical pianos. Like, one's yep. a honky-tonk, one's like a grand piano, and the other is like, I don't know, some, something they found at a Goodwill. Yeah, um, so it's like a it's like a tonal thing, but this dual, there's three keyboards, so uh, to she's be got fair, three computers. I don't think she's typing at all, because she has audio logs for that. She's clearly doing something with these programs. But I mean, it sounds like you could either be dictating, or these look like they could be touchscreens. I don't know why you need keys at all. Yeah, maybe she's, like, trying to edit video while talking <laughs> over it. I don't know. That's a good point. Either way, it's she's either super impressive or this is the worst setup I've ever seen. Although, if you notice, she still has that exact same picture of Kira up on the far right screen. So, yes. clearly, the, she's not using that for anything. Well, I mean, so. <laughs> she, she can't even reach it from where she is. It's just her screensaver now. <laughs> <laughs> Those art shots really paid off. Up, up there it goes. She's, she's typing, we can see words scrolling on the screen. I don't even know if she's, because you notice she's not actually pressing any buttons, I think she's just moving her hands around. So we've got that, uh, what was that Tom Cruise movie? The Mummy? The, no, the, with the, uh, seeing into the future, the people who can see it in the future. Oh, Minority Report? Minority Report, where he's got the, the gloves that can control yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's like that, except they still have buttons on the keyboard for some reason. So at this point, Erica Simmons like, it's none of my business, but also it looks like there are like command arguments between the crew of the Archangel. Actually, it sounded to me like she's like, it sounds like their command structure sucks, is really what she said. Like, it, it came out to me like their commanders don't know how to command. I've seen three saying. different translations about this, and it's pretty clear in the other ones. It's about personality conflicts okay. between the commanders. Also, that was a great still of Maru with her mouth open like that. Some of the like facial drawing of this just looks weird to me. 
Yeah, some of it's really good. Some of it's really off. And it's I, like some of the angles they didn't know how to do. So when they're turned in that certain way, you're like, that that that's not a face. <laughs> that is an amorphous ball putty with eyes. <laughs> Erica Simmons is like, without the strike and Kira, they would probably be screwed. I mean, to be yep. fair, I feel like everyone on the ship knows that. So they talk about it all the time. Yeah, that's why Flay's having sex with Kira. <laughs> Oh, that's her job. I just <laughs> yeah. realized they never gave her a job, but they did. <laughs> they hired her to be courtesan to their only Gundam pilot. <laughs> he needs a reason to stay. <laughs> did you know, actually, that the original plot for Asana, is that her name, in Firefly? Uh, the reason she never wanted to start a relationship with Mal is because she was supposed to have a terminal disease and die in the second yeah, season. I did know that. I yeah. learned that recently. So Andrew I... Waltfeld, here he is. Yeah, there's the back of his head. Yeah, oh, okay. they said his name. Now we get to some Andrew Waltfelt clips, which you think would oh, be yes. great, but there is a great quip Erica has that is like the desert tiger, Andrew Waltfelt. We'll ignore whether or not tigers actually live in the desert for now. <laughs> I think it's kind of stupid that, so they, they ride in giant dogs and their helmets are shaped like dogs too. Like that, that's just a little redundant. That's because of the desert dogs. I feel like they could have been like the jackals. Jackals of the rose. No, that makes them sound like knights or something. Yeah, I think jackals are a better uh, desert enemy well jackals are basically battle dogs right yes the the desert battle dog that so, should have been his nickname so here we have kira figuring out hey it's kind of hard to stand on sand <laughs> and then he gets his ass kicked and he's like oh i gained xp i'm a saiyan now <laughs> yeah this is when he performs his os spell walk on sand it's a very important spell. no it, his spell is maintained balance <laughs> it's a second level os wizard spell so what are the classes of the uh, Crusade team? Let's see. Isaac is pride guy. Pride guy. <laughs> I thought it was red oni, blue oni. No, Diarca is too cool for school. Nickel is a concerto pianist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's min-maxed at piano. And Atherin is commander guy. Commander guy. I was going to say uh, president's son. Okay, yeah. Noble. Noble. Noble, that's right. yeah. That's... They all took a level of noble. <laughs> and Mulaflaga is cool guy. Which yep. is a prestige class of too cool for school. <laughs> the sword looks so dumb. It's like swept back along his body so that it doesn't extend out at all. Yeah, it does not seem very practical. I just, there are better things it could have done. Even like two little like javelin tusk things would have been nice. Yeah, like, or something like a lance like mounted on the shoulder along or something shoulder, like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I can see why they did it, but I agree with you. It's kind of stupid. I mean, I understand that weapon, but because they're energy swords, you could have more than one, probably. Like, maybe not active at the same time, but you could have, like, all right, we're going to have the one mounted for a frontal attack. This one is mounted for, you know, sideswiping tanks or whatever. Get a shot of uh, Walfeld's wife giving a pep talk saying, I support you in whatever you do. And he's like, I want to commit suicide finding this kid. And she's like, I support that. And then he <laughs> dies. I'm sad that we don't get the Bakus flying into formation and Kira dropping his shield in one of them and just letting it take them out. That, was that is a great moment. Improvised weapon, plus two. Just, I don't need this shield anymore. We do get him pulling out his magic knives. Magic knives. Yep, weapon on a, other weapons unavailable. <laughs> well, and his, uh, his power armor or whatever. The phase shift armor ran phase out shift of armor, juice. Yeah, is down as well. His bullshit armor ran out of power. <laughs> and boom. My bullshit main character powers are fading. Quick, better finish this. I stabbed this mech with this six-foot-long knife, <laughs> and it exploded. That That's one hell of a weak point. <laughs> to be fair, he did stab a party beam saber earlier. Yeah. So it's entirely possible he hit a main line for, like, the power system. And then it bled out. 
<laughs> and destabilized it. They never actually established what they're running on, so it could be something highly explosive if you manage to hit that specific location. So now we get some water footage. Remember that water arc and how cool it was? Nope. Zonos! Yep. I don't, I don't actually... Sucked. Are, are these the Zonos? So it's a good that I don't no, remember. These are the goons. The Zono shows up later. But the Zono is the big one. She oh. does talk about a bit about the Sky Grasper and how it can change packs with the strike, and that would be cool. But we haven't actually seen that yet. So. Did we the see Orb the also again. develop that? I don't believe so. I believe that was developed by the Earth Forces exclusively. Okay. We see the bazooka for okay. all the 10 seconds he uses it. Available in stores now, kids. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, bazookas are cool, and they're really easy like action figure models to make. Also, we get a shot, or a couple shots of Kigali being incompetent in her own Sky Grasper. Poor Kigali. That's really sad because they make her out to be kind of a badass, and then when she's actually in combat, she's completely inept. So the the clip episode definitely makes her makes her out to be a badass. The show thinks she's a badass, and I wish she was. I want to live in that world too, show. <laughs> but but you're, I need you to meet me halfway. So the this line with the added flexibility of the Sky Grasper, or with the addition of the Sky Grasper, it increases the strength and flexibility of the strike. And we are going to see that, uh... but we haven't yet. And here's the Zono, our favorite mobile suit. Zono. 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 The strike can't swim. Bullshit, the strike can't swim. I mean, it, it can shoot its jets underwater and move around there, but it can't swim. If it does a breaststroke, it's just going to fall. <laughs> apparently, like they were talking about it like that wouldn't work, but uh, I guess apparently they were wrong. Well, yeah, I mean... I, some, operating yeah. system wizard, <laughs> Kira installed swim.exe. <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense, because, no. de- you know, something designed for operating deep space wouldn't work deep underwater. There's kind of this whole pressure change thing. Yeah, and they bring that up, but then ignore it, which yeah. is why Zach is upset. I, I know, I, I understand that. I'd this. be fine with it if they didn't specifically mention the strike can't function underwater. And it does anyway. Also, he, like, kicks the Zono off. I didn't realize this, but he, like, basically kicks it off, and then it falls as though they're not underwater. It just does, like, a regular, like, you know, and then normal parabolic arc, and then it explodes. It's so. like, how did it How did it fall with enough force underwater well, to it, explode? It didn't. It's because he stabbed it. But he stabbed it with the knives of exploding. Yeah, yeah. Rem- remember the magic exploding knives. <laughs> so then we cut to, back to Andrew Waltfelt telling Isaac that he can't believe that kid and he's in for a rude awakening, but it's definitely edited like he's talking about Kira, like he didn't want to be Kira's best bro, like Andrew Waltfelt wasn't jealous of Mula Flaga's relationship <laughs> with Kira and wanted to push him out and be the cool uncle himself. Well, th- this is part of the annoying thing with this clip episode and moment as well, where they do stuff like this, where it's like, all right, now we're going to go back in time and take stuff out of context to make it look cool. I also don't really understand what this is supposed to accomplish in this context. So, completely random aside, that is not really plot relevant at all. Do you think her hair? Do you think those yellow things in? I Walt think they're Hulls, berets. It's, do you? Because no. they kind of look like they're supposed to I, be hair. They could be highlights, but I like, think I think they're highlights. So, do you think they're natural? or Do you think they're fake extensions? This is an important question, guys. I think she dyed those specific locks. Why she, on the side of? Her, she did okay. dress Kigali up as a princess. To frame so that her, is really, true. she's into it. To frame her face. Ah, uh, yeah, specifically for that reason. She's like, you know what? I'm in an anime. I need to look like it. <laughs> well, I mean, people do that with hair all the time. You know, it's it's for framing your face and stuff like that. Your hair is currently dyed pinkish. My my hair is currently dyed a lot of colors, Zach. Oh, you should, my point. you should do an Aisha color scheme next time you dye your hair. <laughs> I could. I'm going to get a cut soon, so I need to re-dye it. So maybe I'll, I, maybe I'll do Aisha hair and just grow two really long Bane segments. <laughs> there you go. So now Erica tries to explain Kira's Super Saiyan mode. I which, which I 
It doesn't need an explanation. It's fine. This is and the- I don't like it either. He's basically like, oh, this is completely irrelevant. Like, the Superior. thing Tyler just brought up. Evolutionary. <laughs> Element. Destined superiority. <laughs> Destiny factor. Is it destiny? Yeah. I jo- yeah, what? so the... So the, the li- yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, if they didn't give it such a... If they didn't give it such a stupid they, name... If they didn't even acronym him. If they like, just called it the seed factor, that might have been fine, too. Like, well, because it might grow into something bigger. Well, like, I'd, yeah. be, I'd be okay with something like that trying to explain it, because she's a scientist. I'm, I'm okay with a scientist trying to explain something they don't understand. So, But giving it a really a dumb name... Well, name. And you also definitely don't want to lead with, well, this is just a supposition. And it is in my field, but <laughs> also immediately she finishes the report. She's like, "Okay, I'm all done now." Immediately, some guy walks into the room, like as though he was waiting outside the door for her to finish up doing what probably she was. was. Doing. I mean, that that I could totally see that where she's like, you know, the door is locked until she finishes the audio log. Also, I don't know if the show ever a- even tells us this. It doesn't this episode, but she's a coordinator. So maybe she has had super good scheduling. And she's like, it'll take me exactly this long to do my log. And, and after my, my phone call. After my kid calls me. Yeah. So come get me then. Her, her Captain America power is precise timing. I didn't know she was a coordinator. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if the show ever actually mentions it. But she is. If, Again. She, if she is, I or if it does, I couldn't remember it. I'm up for she's designed an AI that will lock the door while <laughs> she's doing the audio log. So the guy's like standing outside like, oh, I can't go in. There's like cl- an on-air light blinking. <laughs> and the clips are over, thank. And then we get a shot of the strike looking like really narrow and like it looks way more gangly than I'm used to it looking. It doesn't have a striker pack, so it just looks slimmer. I mean, even the legs look. I do think it's a little off model. I don't think the A-team animated this episode. What? <laughs> they wouldn't based on that sp- based on that walk cycle there. I- so Eric is like, ah, Kira, welcome to my lair. See these cool mobile suits I'm building, and he, she shows her some him some cool mobile suits with a big prided look. So these are the M1 Estrays. Tyler, Kevin, what do you think of the Estray? I think they look kind of ominous. I actually think they look really cool. Why aren't they gray? They don't actually have the face shift armor. Okay, they are. They just have regular armor, so they are painted. Yeah, they're gyms, okay. basically, right? Are they gyms? More or less, we'll get another gym equivalent, too, um, that's huh. more gym-like. <laughs> but yeah, but more or less. I don't know if we've ever talked about the Astray, Zach. What are your feelings on the Astray? It's hard to say, since very little on what they can actually do. They look all right, but... The head crosspiece is kind of cool. I really yeah. like them for a grunt suit. They're very Gundam-like. They have the Gundam face, and I they have the Strikes like jetpack wings built in. Uh, which I find kind of cool. It's a little more streamlined. I think they're a little bit too Gundam-like for a grunt suit for me on the other side of things, though. I kind of assumed that they were supposed to be Gundams. I, I did not realize they were not based on this. Yeah, they're, they are. Like you said, they're gyms. So they're roughly based on the Gundam model. Yeah. And Kigali's like, yeah, this is what Orb is really like. It's not neutral. And also, she's got a big slap mark on her face. Yeah, did we just... see that happen? No, the implication okay. is her father slapped her. Okay. And basically, she comes... She comes in, starts bad-mouthing her dad, and Simmons is like, Nah, your dad's cool. He's great. Also, he, like, raised you from a bratty child to a bratty teenager. <laughs> Which kind of embarrasses Kigali, I guess. She's like, yeah, you're right. He did raise me. Uh, so she talks about Orb idealistically. They, they, they aren't supposed to invade nations or tolerate invasions by other nations. They're just space Japan. You know, anytime they have people talking around mobile suits, they make mobile suits look a hell of a lot taller. That that was just my thought. I was staring at that shot going, is is that just its leg or is that most of its <laughs> upper body? I can't tell because it's like in a frame. The scale always seems jacked up whenever you've got people talking at the feet of mobile suits. That's probably because it is. 
Yeah, that is probably there's, true. There's probably there's probably nobody uh, like um, Miyazaki telling them, no, 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 you need to have the scale right in every single frame. <laughs> Again, don't that looks age- like the ankle. Yeah, that that's what that's the shot I was looking at, and I was like, I can't tell if that's supposed to be the entire upper body or just the leg. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then Kigali gets like all irritated that Simmons make a good uh, point, and the doctor just referenced Kigali got slapped by somebody. Yeah, and Kira's like, oh, I slapped her once. Yeah, that happens all the time, right? I mean, she flies off the handle. It happens, and then Simmons is like, eh, let's leave this foolish person behind. I'm like. Wow, man, that was that was rude. <laughs> Let's leave this fool behind. And she follows anyway. Yeah, and then well, Kigali just runs after them. And then no one stops her. Oh, she outranks them. I've noticed in the show they are really bad about, like, you know, maintaining any kind of discipline. Just I don't at, think this is general. a military a military facility. I don't care. They're just really bad at not maintaining discipline in anything. <laughs> then they lead to a back room where they see three estrays basically doing a... Test flight? A like, test walk, actually? Like, barely able to walk. And then they, like, do some stupid martial arts poses. They're like, look at how awesome we are! Yeah! <laughs> oh! Stretching. Simmons is like, they're almost twice as fast as they were, but Kiyah is like, yeah, but they would still get shot immediately and die. She says, they're almost twice as fast, and Kira looks at her and like, are, are you serious? <laughs> really? <laughs> this is how far you've gotten? And Kigali's right when she points out that they're just targets. And I do like one of this, but we put so much effort into it. Uh, don't you know that? And Kigali's like, the enemy won't know either. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they wouldn't. They'd be like, I mean, it looks cool, but. <laughs> so Simmons is like, so that's why we called you, Kira. We want you to do your OS wizard stuff and make us a cool OS for our cool mobile suits. Unfortunately, no main characters in this area specialize in OS wizard. Instead, we took, I guess, like, Princess and G- gimmicky teenagers. I'm not really sure who these people are. Are they important at all? Which oh no, the stray girls there. Yeah. Uh, I mean they they will show up more. I think that just gave you the uh, the impression they are the stray girls. <laughs> yeah. Jury is one of them. <laughs> they are a group ref- reference. So they show up in the manga and have personalities there, <laughs> but not here. We got, ain't got room for that. We got to keep keep a pace. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. There's a new ending song in the original version, but in the HD remake, they keep the old one. There's no new ending sequence yet, so. I just, I still find it baffling that they have to call Kira to, like, write a better operating Especially system Especially since them. they have coordinators on hand. Like, you'd well, think they'd already be able to swing I mean, when that. we get it, Kira is really good, even for a coordinator, but, like, I that could get, applies to software, I guess? I could get hit seeing, like, hey, can we have you consult on our operating system? Be like, yeah. we need to write a whole new one. I, you like, seriously don't, like, like, I get you want one as good as mine, sure. To be fair, I think they do just want him to consult. I think that is what he actually ends up doing. I, and, and they do have him here. I don't think the plan was, let's get Kira to build our OS. That's, so what much, that's just what so, it sounded like. So much yeah. as he crash-landed into our country, so. As long as he's here. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. It just like it seems weird to me that oh, no, with Flay's all the people again. they have working on this, they haven't made it better in like the months that they released these things. To, and we don't know how long they've been built either. I mean, since Kigali left, uh, they've been around since she left. When she said they are twice as fast, well, they'll still get shot down. I'm talking like from the time they shipped the Strike with like the crappy original OS to now, they've had months to iterate on that nonsense. I just, I yeah, no, it's, it's a tough problem. For whatever reason, they're only having the humans work on the software. The coordinators are doing other more important things. <laughs> well, I mean, I could I could see it if they don't have any way to really test it against anything else because they aren't really <sighs> gathering any kind of combat information. 
So every time they iterate, it's like, okay, well, this should improve, and that didn't change how this functions, but this iteration did, so something got changed over here, but I'm not really sure what we did wrong. Well, now it allows a pilot to fly at supersonic speeds, but you can't do that at the same time that there's life support inside of the cockpit. Oops. All right, it looks like we can fight so long as we're underground on a Tuesday. Although, we've talked about this before, I really like the conceit that naturals can't use mobile suits, because it gives a good reason, I think, for one side to have them and one not to. Until suddenly the other side does. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have to at some point, right? But I really like that as a conceit, which I think you guys like less. Well, I actually like it because it also gives a reason why the numerically superior forces of one side are losing. Are losing to the technological superiority of the other side. And again, like Jeremy said, you have the side of things that doesn't have mobile suits, and the reason is given is because they haven't been able to figure out how to make them work. So I would have just bullshitted it away as they haven't been able to get their hands on a prototype and can't make them work for some reason, because they're developing them on Earth instead of in space. I mean, I don't think there needs to be a reason why. No, well, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, but... Yeah, I, I mean, if there is a reason, that seems like a perfectly good, good reason, but I'm just fine with, you know, giant bipedal robots fighting... I'm I'm okay with that. I'm uh, on board with the premise already. <laughs> I'm a fan of BattleTech. What do you think I stand on that? Uh, two feet. Exactly. <laughs> 100 tons of angry two-feeted mayhem. All right. So this does this episode have high points other than the clip stop or low points other than no. uh, the clips? Actually, I have Not a very really. specific high point. Okay, let's and, hear it. And that is Kigali looking ashamed after Simmons gives her a dressing down. All right. Do you have a high point, Kevin? You're a guest. No. You have a low point. <laughs> I have a second high point. Okay. Nickel's sweet backwards baseball cap. Because <laughs> he is like the least, like I expected Diarca to be doing that, not Nickel. Nickel's like, the, he's like the most plain ass white bread white boy in Nickel's existence. Nickel's bitchin' ball cap. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it seems so out of place. He's it's so great. street. <laughs> Even in the woods. <laughs> no, because Diarca and Izak have to look menacing with the brims over there. Oh, faces. that is true. And Nickel and Atherin have to look like decent folks. It's so that they can reveal their eyes later. <laughs> Dramatically? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Diarca specifically can, you know, find someone later to give them the smolder. <laughs> well, yeah, because you hide the eyes when you're coming up to them, and then you lift your head just enough so that they can see your eyes then, and it's like, all right, this is the intimidation right here. So I think that's going to do it for uh, episode 27, Endless Rondo. Next week, we have episode 28, Kira. Wait, is that actually what it's called? Yes. I didn't yes. notice that. Another one of my not favorites. <laughs> but not as many clips. Yeah. I don't like the next episode. There's got, a very specific instance that makes me rage. We got to see Millie's parents, which is important because I want to know that they approve of her boyfriend. <laughs> I think they do. I can't remember. I, I don't, that either doesn't come up or it's fine. I don't remember. So that's my that's my problem. That would be such needless complication, right? But who, why would you not like Tall? Tall's he's awesome. got the same voice actor as Inuyasha. <laughs> that's like the only thing that's maybe wrong with him. I can't remember the female lead in any Kagome. Oh, I, I wanted to say it was Kigali, but I'm like, that can't be right. See, I mostly remember because at one point in Cross Anne, she tells her boyfriend to sit boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. And that made me think about Inuyasha. Like, what, like was it meant to be a callback? Yes, or? definitely. Uh, okay. They also, at one point, stay at the Mulaflaga. Okay, that's fair. It, yeah, it's pretty good.
hey, you people watching anime, you probably watch other anime. Here are some references also, for you. she meets her love interest on, on the, God, island. the same island that Atherin and Kigali Wait, are literally stuck on. the same island? I am 99% sure. <laughs> it is even called to in Super Robot Wars V. Yeah. In Super Robot Wars V, V, like, that's happening, and Atherin shows up, and, and he's like, hey, guys. And he's like, hey, Tusk, remember that time you showed up when I was with the girl here? Now it's my turn. And she's like, nothing <laughs> like that was happening. <laughs> huh. Don't watch Cross Inch, and unless you want to. It's not nearly as bad as Jeremy's making it sound. It's not that it's bad, it's that those first six episodes are garbage. (laughs) It's not that the entire thing's bad, it's just that it's mostly bad. it gets better. (laughs) Poor Salia. All she wants to do is cosplay as a magical girl and fall in love with a guy, and, you know, this main character comes and is the main character, and gets all the cool powers and all the recognition, and ends up falling in love with the last man on Earth. Literally the last literally man the o- last man on earth. <laughs> so, yeah. He's exaggerating a little bit. No, he's literally the last guy on earth. At the end of the series, they kill the other one. <laughs> there were two. Not not technically. Okay, they go to an earth with one man him. There are guys on the other earth that they are not going back to. <laughs> I would yes. date you if you were the penultimate at man there, on there earth. There are male dragons if she wants to try to make that work, but I don't think she's interested. This uh, is not one of those shows kinks. <laughs> all right, so we'll see you next time. Episode 28, Kira. Uh, it's got a Mr. Yamato in it. Uh, they should have called it Mr. Yamato. Oh, uh, before we go, the game. Score's still the same. No no yep. points awarded in this episode. Wait, what game? Yep. What game we're playing? What, what game? Uh, you can oh, yeah, the it. game you wouldn't tell me about. No. Points are the same this episode. We're going to get some points next episode. Yep. Yeah, that's right. The game, the, the meta game, is that I'm supposed to guess what the game is, right? Yes. I forgot about this. So your hint is that there are no points this episode. But there will be next episode. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's mm. no crusade. No. Mm-hmm. There's not no crusade this episode. I'll ponder on it next time, dear listen viewers. All right. So, see you guys later. Bye. In light of the current situation, we can't permit you to return to your homes, but we can allow you a brief visitation with your parents tomorrow afternoon at the military headquarters. <laughs> Actually, I'd rather go home. What'll I say to them, Tall? What do you mean? Hey, there's no reason for you to cry now, Mir. This has been a Last Podcast production, copyright 2019.